What's up, everybody? This is Majet from Diva Girl Tribe, and you're listening to the Diva Girl Radio Podcast, the show that connects, supports, educates, and empowers people who want fun, unique, and diverse experiences in their lives and businesses. So now let's start the main event. So we're going to start off with Majet. Majet Reyes is a pre-licensed professional counselor with a Master of Science degree in Community and Trauma Counseling from Jefferson University. She helps people find fulfillment through counseling, coaching, and community. A former paramedic, she now owns Resilient Mindworks in Northern Liberties, Philadelphia, where she works as a trauma therapist for first responders, healthcare workers, and creatives who are struggling with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. She speaks and trains at leadership conventions, does presentations for educators, volunteers, and other nonprofit organizations. Majette is the co-owner of Diva Girl, which is a lifestyle community that educates and empowers women with conferences, workshops, and volunteer trips abroad. She is an international volunteer and having, having done medical missions in the Philippines twice, helped rebuild in Puerto Rico in 2018, and since 2016, has been working with women and children in Nepal, Ghana, Peru, and soon India. So with that, I'm going to pass it off to Majet. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. You could have been somewhere else doing something else, but you decided to be here. So for that, I'm truly grateful. It's Saturday and it looks really nice. It's cloudy here in New Jersey. So I hope that it stays sunny um, until the, you know, uh, the whole day. So I want to ask everyone to just go ahead and rub your palms together. Let's do a quick grounding technique. So just rub your palms together, take a big breath in, exhale, and put your palms on your eyes and just say to yourself, may I see positivity. Put your palms on your ears, may I listen more. Put your palms on the back of your neck and you can give it a squeeze if you'd like. May I be more mindful. And lastly, put your palms on your hearts and take a big breath in. Exhale. May I be at peace. Thank you. So now we're relaxed and ready to go. Well, I'm relaxed and ready to go. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the F word. So now I have your attention. Now, I'm not talking about that F word that you have in mind. It's the F word that no one wants to talk about. It makes people really uncomfortable and it makes them run away when they hear this F word. Um, People want to avoid them. People think that they are weak if they show this F word. And uh, do you have an idea of what I'm talking about? You know yet, anybody? I'm talking about feelings, this F word. It is an emotional reaction. It's an emotional state of reaction, right? It is this unconscious experience. It is, I'm sorry, this is the conscious experience or awareness that that came from an emotional reaction. So that's feelings, this awareness of an emotional reaction. Um, People use emotions and feelings interchangeably, right? And then add to that mood. So emotions, let me just talk really quickly about the difference of emotion, feelings, and mood. So emotions are associated with the bodily reactions um, that activates the neurotransmitters in our brain and releases these hormones from our brain. And these hormones are the serotonin, um, endorphins, uh, dopamine, and oxytocin. Like these hormones are released in our brain. So these are the emotions. Now, feelings 
are the conscious experience of these emotional reactions. Now, the combinations of all these feelings is called the mood. So, and then the basic emotions that we all have are joy, fear, sadness, disgust, and anger. That's the five basic emotions, but there's more than, more than five emotions, right? And people don't like talking about feelings because they think it'll put them in a very vulnerable state. And our society is programmed, has programmed us to be tough and to not show emotions. And they, they even say that women are bad leaders or worse leaders because they show emotions and make them weaker, right? And we are conditioned by society that logic is better and emotional is not. We are taught that feeling is irrational and taught that we were even taught that um, love is a feeling, but it's actually a verb, right? It's, it's, it's love is a verb. Um, and our feelings, here's another thing, our feelings come from our bodies, not our minds. The events that happen in our past are stored in our bodies and our bodies keep a score. And they even made a book about that, right? It's titled, A Body Keeps a Score. Our bodies remember how it felt like to feel safe, secure, joy, fearful, angry, disgusted, and sad. Our bodies remember that. Our body remembers and how you feel. So here's the thing I want you to remember. Your body remembers and how you feel is not wrong. It's not wrong. Okay? So our feelings didn't, didn't just pop out of nowhere. Our reactions to stressors, uncertainties, and people didn't just pop out of nowhere. We didn't just wake up having these reactions to things. We are who we are because of what happened to us in our past. Our reactions have a root to them. They came from our experiences. As a trauma therapist, I was trained. My training taught me to look at an individual's life experiences with empathy and help them understand the significant events that happened to them so they can be more aware of why they do what they do and why they feel how they feel. Because when someone is sad or anxious, they are not living in the present moment. They are stuck in the past or stuck in the future. And how they feel is not wrong. It is okay. They are just protecting themselves because their triggers remind them of a significant event in their past that is unresolved. And they have their defenses up. They are carrying these unresolved issues of the past in their bodies. Therefore, when an uncertainty come up, like a pandemic, a stressful event, a difficult person, they feel it. So unresolved issues haunt us throughout our lives when we don't process it, right? And it's, it haunts us in ways that we, we are not even paying attention to. We don't even recognize it, right? Um, and as adults now, we, we try to gloss over our past and try to forget about it. Um, we may think that, oh my God, my childhood was not bad at all. Um, and, and there are so many people out there who've had it worse. And we don't realize that the wounds that we have um, can have this big effect on our physical and psychological well-being. Um, the, the, um, the events, like there are certain events in our lives that can involuntarily trigger reactions to, that we haven't thought about in years. And these reactions are that um, the, the feelings of guilt, shame, fear, anger, 
And, you know, and these feelings were all rooted from the past events in our lives. And then when we don't deal with our traumas or issues, we carry it with us. And if we haven't made sense of our story, our past will impact us in countless invisible ways. It influences the way we parent, how we relate to our partners, how we feel, how we think and operate in this world that we live in. And you know what? I say this to my patients that traumas are like laundry. Like it's right there in the corner of our room and staring at us and telling us, you know, like you need to wash me. Um, but you just try to ignore it, ignore, ignore, ignore it, even though it has to be washed. It's running out of clothes. Um, it has to be washed, be folded and put away. So unless we face our traumas, so pick up those clothes and we wash them, process our traumas, fold them and put them away, healing from our past, um, then our trauma doesn't find us anymore right it's just a fact that happened so i'm going to share you a story my story and before i was a diva girl or a trauma therapist i was a paramedic i was a paramedic for 13 years um and before i was a paramedic i lived in the philippines so i'm an immigrant and i moved to the usa when i was 16 years old and i went to four different high schools now when 9 11 happened i was in nursing school and i remember watching the twin towers burn down and people running away from the building and i saw cops firefighters and paramedics go to the burning building and to help others for me they were heroes and i wanted to be like them. So I grabbed the phone book at that time and I look at for I look for paramedic school in Philadelphia and then I became a paramedic and I actually thought I was going to be a paramedic for I'm going to retire. I thought I was going to retire as a paramedic and I want one paramedic. But that dream ended. It ended when I was assaulted by my coworkers at work and it took me 10 years and a semester in grad school before I processed that trauma with a therapist. So for over 10 years, I was angry, I was so pissed off, I was sad, I was confused, I was disgusted, I was not sleeping, and I was so dysregulated. But I was working, I was paying taxes, I was partying a lot, I was working out a lot, and I was in the best shape of my life, but I did not talk about my trauma because I didn't wanna feel. I didn't wanna talk about my feelings. Talking to a therapist is for the weak, that's what I was thinking back then. It was not normal. It is frowned upon in my field, but my body remembers. Whenever there's an uncertainty that came up or a stressful situation or a person that triggers me, my body reminds me of my trauma and I get in that fight or flight mode. So that's my story, right? So there's power in your story. I remember the first time I told my story to a therapist, I cried like this really messy cry because it was the first time I allowed myself to feel. I was blubber, I was a blubbering mess. And then when I told my story to my therapist, um, he suggested that you need to tell this more often. Um, and he was able to help me process what happened and he gave me space to feel to feel and it was so powerful. I, friend, I went from not speaking about or thinking, not speaking and thinking about what happened to me to crying about it and speaking about it and sharing my story. Then I started sharing it with others and cried a little bit. And then I started sharing in a support group and then I just get choked up. And now I'm talking about my story without any emotions, right? And that is when I realized that I'm healed. What happened to me doesn't define me anymore. It was just a fact a fact that made me who I am today, a diva girl, a trauma therapist. So um, I'm going to talk about this real quickly. So in this slide is Pete Walker's complex 
complex stress responses. I will explain each one and listen to what resonates with you um, with the examples and the explanation that I have. Um, remember, these are not wrong. These are you protecting yourselves and our responses are our protective mechanisms. So the stressors or the triggers remind us of our past subconsciously. So fight or flight, this is very, a lot of people are familiar with this, fight driven by the beliefs that the power and control creates safety, responding to their feelings of abandonment with anger. They use anger to intimidate other people um, and their feelings of fear and shame manifest into anger and disgust. And unlike other responses, the fight types think that they are the good ones and other people are bad. So if you think about the summer of 2020 and the election of 2020, this is where the us versus them part ha was happening, right? And in the flight mode, um, when you're in the flight state, they are driven by the belief that being perfect will make them feel safe and lovable. They respond to family traumas and inner pain by the flight of constant busyness. So the type A's, they are highly adrenaline people who are prone to anxiety, worrying, and planning. They need to have control. They may keep others at a distance because they are so focused on their perfectionism. So which one is resonating with you right now? Because I was in a constant fight or flight mode back then. So freeze and fawn, freeze, driven by the belief that people are dangerous and being alone is safe. So they look for other people's flaws so they can justify their isolation. They say, I'll rather be alone than be with someone, right? I knew that person's gonna screw me up. Um, I knew that girl's gonna cheat on me and she's just gonna disappoint me. So we're sabotaging our own relationship to protect ourselves, right? So, and uh, these people like to sleep, play computer games, um, scroll on their phones, watch. So it's like this numbing, numbing activities and fun. This is not very popular, but um, it exists. Um, it is driven by the belief that relationships require them to forfeit their needs and boundaries um, and their rights and their preferences. They're very helpful. They're very compliant to a fault that other, they do this because they don't want other people to abandon them. They serve and serve others um, and they put others first because they're afraid that if they don't do that, these people will abandon them. And their self-esteem and their self-worth is really low and what they really need is assertiveness and boundary making, right? So which one do you gravitate to? So here's the good stuff. So how do you cope with these feelings, with the stressors in your life? How do you cope with the stressors in your life? How do you deal with the uncertainties that life throws at, at us? How do you cope with the stresses of work, the stresses of the family life? And how do you deal with people? Everyone is different, right? When I work with my counseling clients, we create a toolbox of coping skills that they can use for the different stressors of their lives. And today we're going to talk about five of them. And you can use this and add this to your toolbox, or you can use this to start your own toolbox. So POM, P-A-L-M, it's good for when you're feeling sad, angry, or anxious. Um, APT or ACT, it's actually acceptance commitment therapy, but we're going to use it as acceptance commitment technique. And then breathing exercises, usually for anxiety, fear, and anger, and looking for three positive things when you are feeling angry or afraid or disgusted and lastly prioritizing yourself when you're feeling sad angry afraid or disgusted so the first one palm we did this earlier so just by rubbing your palms together um, it can actually it is very grounding and it, you you become present in that moment so p stands for pause so instead of reacting you're going to breathe instead or use your grounding grounding exercise like rubbing your palms together so you're not going to react you're going to pause it's very powerful pause and then you're going to accept 
the feeling and acknowledge it. You're going to name it. Name the emotion. I'm feeling freaking angry right now, right? So name it and accept it. And then wonder why. Like, Ellis for learn why. Where is this coming from? Understand where this is coming from. Why are you feeling triggered? What is it about this trigger or this event or this person is reminding me of my past and what am I trying to protect myself from so learn why and instead of reacting and it's mindful action you're going to use your coping tools like take a walk grounding exercise breathing um, to do a mindful action instead of reacting right so palm next acceptance commitment technique it is about accepting how you feel so we talked about this in the palm accepting how you feel because a lot of us keep pushing it away i want to feel that way this is wrong or denying it right but i want you to actually accept it and give it space right are you feeling sad or upset are you feeling disappointed are you scared accept those feelings and give it space don't push it away don't suppress it don't compartmentalize accept those feelings those feelings are normal you're protecting yourself and after you give it space and a moment then you can commit to changing your thoughts commit to getting out of bed commit to talking to someone commit to making dinner commit to taking a shower commit to doing something right and so it's like accepting the situation, accepting the circumstances, giving it space, giving it a moment, and then committing to, a, to an optimistic viewpoint, committing to being a positive example, committing to your friends, committing to supporting them, um, or asking for support. And then next, um, breathing exercises. It's my favorite grounding technique. Breathing is so automatic that we don't give it much thought, but it actually lowers the stress in our body and it sends a message to our brain that calm down, calm down and really scared. Uh, you know, it creates stress. Your heart rate goes up, respiration goes up, your BP goes up. But then when you breathe, you just focus on your breathing. Your heart rate goes down, respiration goes down, your blood pressure goes down. And some people may not have tried any breathing exercises before. There are so many different ones. And what I tell my clients who have never practiced any breathing or pausing, right? I just tell them, you know what? Just set a timer for one minute and sit still and breathe one minute. And then they tell me, I don't have time. One minute, one minute, sit down and breathe. When you practice this every day, you when stressful events happen, you won't react. You're just calmer. And then next, a simple practice of gratitude. When you are overwhelmed with emotions, feeling angry, afraid, or disgusted, or super anxious, I, I immediately look for three positive things around me. I even have a regular gratitude practice. And having a gratitude practice helps you become a resilient person. So this is what I do, and you can use this as well. In the morning when I wake up, I write three things I'm grateful for. Um, and that's a great way of waking up in the morning, thinking about the three things that you're grateful for. And at night before I go to bed, I write down three amazing things that happened today. And this is gonna go, you know, this conference is gonna go in that journal tonight. And it's like, you know, and it's good to go to bed thinking of those awesome things that happened to you throughout the day, right? It helps me stay grounded and present and most of all feel fulfilled. And lastly, prioritizing yourself. Prioritizing yourself is not selfish. No, a lot of people do not prioritize themselves because they feel guilty. They feel shameful. They're judged. They're blamed for not being selfless, especially for women, right? We are told to be selfless. Um, but self-care is doing the things that brings you joy. Think, so think of an activity that brings you joy, right? Whatever that is. I would love for you to schedule that on your calendar this week and then have everything else work around it. Self-care 
It's not manny and petty, right? Self-care is doing something that nourishes your mind, body, and spirit. It is an act of self-love because you are immersed in an activity that brings you joy and you're doing it for yourself, not for other people. It's also not a self-destructive destructive act, right? Um, that gives you temporary relief, like drinking or binging or working out a lot or smoking, like those are self-destructive, but it is an act that, that makes you feel good, has a positive effect that helps you face other stressful times. Self-care is about getting the rest that you need, eating healthy food on a regular basis, exercising to help boost your endorphins and oxytocin, the feel-good hormones, and decrease the serotonin, the stress hormones, right? Self-care is asking for what you need, telling your truth, and then letting go of the outcome, expressing your thoughts and feelings, right? Expressing your feelings is a good release and it reminds you that there are good people in this world and there's always hope. Expressing your feelings can be released. Can it, it, expressing your feelings allows you to release this distorted thoughts you have that make you feel unsafe and insecure in the world. So the five coping skills that I gave you you can use this so you can start to feel better. And the five coping skills are tools for you to use when you feel or start to feel anxious, afraid, angry, sad, disgusted, overwhelmed, tired, exhausted, and all the other feelings, right? Keep these in your toolbox. Now you are equipped and prepared for the unknown events or people you cannot control. The five coping skills I gave you are the tools in your mindfulness toolbox. Everything that you just learned are mindfulness practices that can help you create healthy boundaries by saying no. Help you ask for help instead of assuming that people know what you need. No one can read your mind, girl. And then it, these tools help you become present because the only thing that truly matters is the here and now. You can't do anything about the past because it already happened. You can't do anything about the future because it hasn't happened yet. So right now, here and now. And then these coping skills can help you become more resilient, bounce back from adversities. And these coping tools is for you to find fulfillment in your life because you are now more aware and clear of what you want in your life. So lastly, stress or uncertain events happen. Therefore, when we are prepared by having regular self-care practices, doing activities that nourishes our mind, body, and spirit, then we can stroll through life, um, through those tough times, better, easier, and with more grace. Remember, you can control a lot of things, including the pandemic, the virus, mother nature, and especially people but you can control yourself. You can control your thoughts. I know the first thought that comes into your mind, you can control, right? But we can control our second thought and you can control your actions. You can control your feelings. And I hope that you accept your feelings first and give it space, right? Don't suppress it. And, and you know, re I remember that what really matters is the here and now. The present is all we have. Focus more on that. Uh, that's why it's called present, right? It's a present for you. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you at our upcoming events. Go to divagirltribe.com or follow us on Instagram, 
Facebook, and Twitter at Diva Girl Tribe. Become a member and join our Diva Girl 411 Facebook group.